Continuing, continuing, continuing Bears coverage. Follow us on Twitter at ESPN1000. Follow us on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. And we have more Bears right now. The Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN1000. Well, after a 5 and 1 start to the season, you would think that 9 or 10 victories would have been easy. But uh, it has not turned out that way for the Bears after their six game losing streak. But they're making it exciting as they are now geeked up for week 17. They take on the Green Bay Packers. Brian Hanley, Fred Huebner with you here on ESPN 1000, the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show. And as we always do, we bring in our buddy, our pal, Jeff Dickerson. J.D., brought to you by Miller Lite, the official beer of the Chicago Bears. J.D., how's it feel to be out at the ballpark? Guys, Happy New Year to both of you. Um, Again, I I can't stress enough just how strange it is. (laughs) Week 17, so much at stake. It's Bears, Packers, and there's just nobody here. It's just so odd um, for it to be so quiet. Yeah. Now, that being said, it's cold, but I don't think it's that windy. I was watching pregame warm-ups, and it didn't seem like any of the quarterbacks were having any sort of difficulty throwing the football. That's not really a great thing, I guess, for the Bears, because you would love for the elements to somehow affect Aaron Rodgers, which I don't think it's going to do. But, you know, even for the, the handful of people that are in the stadium, I think there's a lot of, you know, excitement. I think there's a lot of eagerness to see not just how this game goes, guys, but you know how the Arizona Rams game goes. And there's so much news with that game and so many things changing so quick with Christian Kirk going on the COVID reserve list. And now Larry Fitzgerald probably not going to play. And Cam Akers is going to go for the Rams. And you know, the question is, guys, like, would you rather have a one-legged Kyler Murray or John Wolford? I don't know. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, no one really knows how that's going to play out. So it, it is certainly exciting it's just, again, unfortunate that um, the Bears won't have the, the home fans here today because these are really special games, and it just doesn't quite have that feel yet. But I'm sure by kickoff, um, that'll all be forgotten, and the focus will be on the game itself, and it'll be all good to go. And speaking of the game itself, J.D., one of our uh, Twitter poll questions is, uh, you know, with, with this, today's game for the Bears to be successful, if the Bears win the game, it will be because of, A, Mitch and the offense, B, the defense, um, which way are you going on that? Yeah, uh, Brian, I think um, it would be the, the offense running the football. Um, I know that's a very cliched thing to say, but um, I think if they can run the football effectively, it's twofold. Number one, you're, you're much more efficient on offense because when the Bears have run the ball well, you, you've seen just how, how efficient they've been. It's led to some, some big point outbursts uh, the last couple of weeks. But you're also, Brian, keeping Aaron Rodgers on the sideline. I mean, I, I really think, you know, third down conversion, move with the chains, time of possession. And then when you get in the red zone, you got to score touchdowns. You just can't settle for three points today. So I, I really think, um, I mean, defensively, of course, they're going to have to play well. They're going to have to offer up enough resistance. You know, David Bakhtiari not playing certainly is, is good for the Bears, although, guys, I mean, the pass rush wasn't really there last week, and that was Mike Glennon, who was incredibly, uh, you know, methodical and deliberate in the pocket. So their pass rush has been very hit or miss. But if they, if, it's a big if, if they can run the football like they have been running the football and uh, they keep, you know, eating up clock and that opens up play action for Trubisky and he's in a good rhythm, 
Um, I think they, they have a chance, you know. I, I don't think many people have picked the Bears just because of the history of this of this rivalry, because the way the Packers have played this year. Um, that first meeting back in November was pretty ugly. Uh, but if they can run the football, I think good things could happen for them. J.D., we played a couple cuts uh, in the last segment, and uh, a Matt Nagy cut and also an Aaron Rodgers cut. And, and I was commenting how, you know, they like using the first names of players, and uh, they talked about <laughs> Danny, and they talked about Roquan and all this stuff. But the interesting thing, and Brian pointed it out, that neither Nagy or Aaron Rodgers mentioned Khalil Mack or Robert Quinn when they were looking at the game. I guess I guess rightfully so, because there has been much to mention with the, these two guys. Well, well Fred, you... you, you... <laughs> Oh no! Now Khalil Mack has has drifted into Julius Peppers territory, Brian. Oh boy, Fred, Here we go. you know Fred always yeah. doesn't like the superstars. You know, <laughs> well, no, like I, I like them when they perform. You know, <laughs> so <laughs> okay, let's let's go out on a limb and say that uh, Khalil Mack is a is a given as someone you have to worry about, and maybe Rogers just did not state the obvious because he ha- has been. Certainly more hit or miss, but when he's on, he, he, he's still very effective. Robert Quinn is a is a great point, Fred. I mean, you now we spoke with Robert this week. He's very um, he's a very experienced guy. He's very honest. He does not mince words. He knows that his he's had a very bad year. Only one sack for thirty million dollars guaranteed. And that was the, the first play of the season they played. Right? He's hoping that maybe this is the game that he can kind of make his mark and redeem himself. He's hopeful for that, but. Nothing that you've seen would lead anyone to believe that, you know, he's on the precipice of like a three-sack game today. But they really could use it. I mean, the pass rush has just been kind of okay. Um, you have to take advantage of Bakhtiari being out. I mean, I was listening to all the stuff in Green Bay this week, and my good buddy Rob Domofsky, who covers the Packers, does a great job for us. They were treating this injury like it was like a funeral up there, guys. Sure. It was a big loss for them. So, you know, can the Bears capitalize? On that, that they have the opportunity. Now they have to go out there and take it. So, do you blitz Aaron Rodgers because the left tackle's out, or is that playing with poison? I mean, if I knew how to attack that guy, I'd be a defensive <laughs> coordinator in the NFL, right? I don't know. Everything I've seen over the years, there's not too much you can do. Um, you certainly don't want him rolling to his right because that's uh, the most, mm-hmm. probably the best quarterback in the history of the NFL. I'm rolling to his right. Um, yeah, you're just gonna have to just just. I think what you have to do is just have to be just have to be dogged. You have to frustrate him. You have to be consistent. You know, make open field tackles. Be smart. Don't jump off sides. Um, you know, don't give him the chance because unlike the bear, now Mitch has done a really good job of drawing guys off sides, but everyone always points. You notice that it's a big point fest. Yeah. They don't ever snap the ball to him. No, they don't. Rogers is completely different. They'll snap the ball to him and then he'll beat you for a. 70-yard touchdown on a free play. So, honestly, I, I guys, I, I wish I, I had the recipe uh, to derail Aaron Rodgers. Uh, very few people have. I just know that in the, in the past, when the Bears have played him tough, um, the pass rush has been consistently there. They have gotten him down, but they've really played, you know, mistake-free football. This is a big game as far as, you know, not making critical errors, no penalties, no horse collars. Right. No late hits on the quarterback. You know, no roughing the passer penalties. Um, that's the stuff you just have to clean up today if you have a chance to, to beat this guy. Well, and JD, I was telling Brian earlier. I went back. I guess I'm a glutton for punishment or something. But I watched the uh, Packers Titans game again yesterday, and. After it was 6 nothing, after they missed the extra point, Packers had the ball, 
And Tennessee stopped him on a third and eight, but one of their guys got a hands to the face penalty, and yeah. it kept the drive going. And then they went out and scored and made it twelve. And I'm not, I can't remember if they made the two point conversion or not, but um, I think they missed. I think it was then twelve, and then they scored and made it nineteen. But uh, they had the opportunity, and like you said, once you stop them, that's great. But you've got to be careful. And then yeah. you saw last week, you saw you know the Tennessee coach just chewing out his player, who was one of his better defensive players, saying you. Can't can't do these things. I mean, you stopped them. We did what we were supposed to do. And because of that, because of your penalty, everything continued. And you know what else he does that's so amazing? is like you, It's really hard to substitute against Aaron Rodgers. Yes. Because he'll catch you with 12 men on the field. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's just how, how brilliant he is uh, as, as a player. So, you know, yeah, you have to almost play mistake-free, Perfect football, as best as you can. You're not, you're not going to shut them out. You know They're going to score their points. There's no doubt about it. But if you keep it respectable, and then offensively, if you can just find a way to, to keep the momentum going. But, you know, look, it, it's, it's very fair for us all to question whether or not the Bears' offense is kind of a mirage because of who they played the last couple of weeks. But this is a great – I wrote this this week, and a lot of people disagree with me. I felt like, you know, Seattle did, did the Bears a, a great service here because it had forced Green Bay to play this game out, and they forced Green Bay to play this game to win. So the Bears are going to find out if this has just been a, a mirage or if they're for real. And uh, there sometimes any... that's a hard reality for people to accept, but I'd rather know for sure than head into another offseason under these false pretenses whether or not this team is a contender or they're not. We'll find out today kind of how close they are away from being a real contender. Are, are there any big picture ramifications uh, with the result of today's game, or is status quo likely the uh, in terms of employment for the GM, the the, the head coach, maybe even the quarterback? Uh, is that all kind of been resolved because of the last month or so? Uh, Brian, I, I certainly would hope not. Uh, now, again, the head coach, third year, they're in position again to make the playoffs. The record's pretty good. I think that one you could you could say he deserves at least he's got two more years left on his deal. I think you can hold off on that decision until next year. You know, general manager's got one year left. Um, we'll see how today goes. Uh, I, I would say this, not not in any way trying to be a pessimist because you guys know me, but I mean the one thing you really want to avoid have happening today is you, know, you don't want to come out here and lose badly and then still get in because Arizona um, loses to the Rams. Right. And then go on the road against New Orleans or Seattle next week and lose badly again. That that would be very unfortunate. And that would be a scenario where I don't know, guys, what would happen. Because that would, with an exclamation point, you know, put on it how far away you are from being a real contender. Um, so we'll see what happens today. I think the fact that they've won three in a row and have put themselves in this position certainly uh, bodes well for people. Uh, but they got to put forth, I think, a very respectable effort today. Uh, for people to feel really safe around here. J.D., well, another minute. I just wanted you to get your opinion of this. We haven't played the sound yet, but this was earlier this morning uh, from Ian Rappaport. For the Chicago Bears, Matt Nagy, his team lost six straight, looked to be headed in completely the wrong direction. He gave up play calling. It was all going bad. Instead, they won three games in a row. He is expected back, I'm told. And also, Rich, he's taken much more of a heavier hand in play calling, which has helped them down the stretch. Mm-hmm. Any opinions? Well, yeah, I think he'll be back. Uh-huh. Um, and, yes, I do think that he has, he has been much more involved lately. I don't think that's a, I don't think that's a, a, a leak or anything or a plan. Right. I think that is, that is true. I think that 
he has been involved. You've even seen shots of him on the sideline. Uh, he has been he has been way more involved than someone who just says, "Hey, you know, Bill Lazor, you do everything. I'm just going to sit back here and just you know motivate the guys and do this and that." I mean, this is still his offense. That's still his bread and butter. So, I mean, I think Lazor certainly is playing his role. But to think that Nagy has no input in any of this, I think would have been would be foolish. So, I agree with that. And, and you know what, JD? One of our that's one of our Twitter poll questions today. Uh, with that report, if it's true he's been more involved in play calling recently, is that good, bad, or so bears? So bears uh, uh, running away with that. But I think it's good. I mean, I told Fred yeah. earlier, I, I want the head coach to be more than the guy who keeps the team together and keeps uh, hopes up and optimism in the locker room. That's all great, and you need that. But I want that guy to be an offensive guru. And uh, when offensive gurus normally don't have to cede the play calling to – a guy who's only done it once and, and a while back. Sure. Well, why would it be a bad thing for a 42-year-old first-time head coach who admitted that he needed to step back and, and give this up to then, you know, take a step back, learn some things, and begin to slowly reinsert himself into this, and, and the production is good? Why, why would that be a bad thing? And that, that, that's something I don't understand. So I, I do think it's a positive thing, and I think, you know, next year – um, you're going to want him, you know, back sort of at the designing the offense. I mean, that's certainly what they hope is going to happen. And, and the fact that he has, has certainly been weighing in more in recent weeks, I think is a, is a positive development for this team. I don't know why people would think otherwise. J.D., hopefully we do this again next week. Certainly, guys. If not, it's been a great year. But I have a feeling that one way or the other, I think the season is going to be extended. So hopefully we'll talk next week. Enjoy the game. And Happy New Year again, guys. Yep, you too. You too, J.D. Thanks. Jeff Dickerson out at Soldier Field getting ready for the Bears and the Packers. Uh, Right now, you're going to have a chance. Well, you do have a chance uh, to get a $200 game day package from the PointsBad Sportsbook pregame people. Uh, $200 game day package, $100 in wagers on horse racing via the mobile club Hawthorne account and $100 in sports wagers via the mobile PointsBad account. Be caller 10 right now to win at 312-332-3776. You must be 21 or older, must be a resident of Illinois. We do this each and every week during the points bet pregame show. Official contest rules can be found at ESPN Chicago Contests.com. Tenth caller, 312-332-3776. We come back, we'll get a chance to talk and hear from uh, Teddy Greenstein from PointsBet Sportsbook. He'll let us know how the wagers are going today on the Bears and the Packers. Brian Hanley, Fred Huebner, right here on the PointsBet Sportsbook pregame show. Now, the PointsBet Sportsbook pregame show continues on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. and Huebner here on ESPN 1000. Brian, I'm watching the red zone up here and it's just amazing. People are pulling out trick plays and I mean, I just saw Cam Newton catch a touchdown pass for the Patriots. I mean, it's it's nuts. I mean, it's like one one of the weirdest weeks and because a lot of them, you know, they're not, you know, the Patriots are playing the Jets, okay? And uh, so, you know, there's not a whole lot there, but then the Browns are trying to win so they can get into the playoffs and they're doing pretty well right now against the Steelers team that sat most of their guys. It's really interesting. It's a tough week to to wager on a lot of stuff, but 
Yeah, it's a well. It's always a tough week, but yeah. Teddy's here for us. Yeah, I was going to say, but the the Bears Packers game makes it a little bit easier when you're looking at it because both these teams need to get victories. So we bring in our guy uh, Teddy Greenstein out at PointsBet Sportsbook, and uh, Teddy, how's everything going today with the wagers on this contest? Good morning, Fred, and welcome to the phenomenon known as reverse line movement. A solid majority of the money coming in on the Packers-Bears game is on Green Bay. 78% in fact, and yet the line is shrinking. It got as high as 5.5 and is now 4 on points bet. We're offering advantageous prices on all the NFL games, averaging minus 105 rather than the standard minus 110. At the moment, the Packers are minus 110 and the Bears are plus 100. So even money if you are supporting Matt Nagy's crew. The total on the game is 48.5 and PointsBet is seeing massive support for the over 86% of the money. If you want to get creative with props, we've got tons of them. Devontae Adams is plus 475 to score the game's first touchdown, followed by David Montgomery at plus 700. Aaron Rodgers over under for, for passing yards is 285.5. Mitch Trubisky's 253.5. And here's our booster. Rodgers to record three or more touchdowns up from plus 110 to plus 140. Hope you enjoy the game and cash those bets, everyone. Thanks, Teddy. Uh, three or more touchdowns for Aaron Rodgers. We don't want to see that happen, but if you're wager that way, then you know maybe the Bears could win uh, 27-21 or something like that. And, and 280 and change yards for passing for Aaron Rodgers, doesn't that seem a bit low? A little um, bit. A little yeah. bit based on, you know, based on what they've what they've been able to do the last couple of weeks um, and what he's done in, in the history against the Bears. So well, you mentioned it. I mean, it's a tough week. It's probably the toughest week to wager on games, given people sitting players and, you know, defenses maybe just not – if the scores are any indication on the early games, defenses yeah. are like, yeah, I don't want to get hurt today. Sure. I want to enjoy the offseason. Yeah. Um, but it is an interesting day. Not only do you have the, all the rumors about coaches – and even GMs, because uh, as you mentioned, we got six GM teams looking for GMs, and Lions are supposedly looking in Seattle and John Schneider. Um, if you're a Colts fan, this whole idea, Philip Rivers early in the week said, yeah, I think I'm going to play again. I think I might want to come back and, and, sure. at age 40, tender young age of 40. Yeah. Um, but Carson Wentz to to Indianapolis, does that excite you? And no. Just think about, Fred, a month or so ago, five, six weeks ago, we were wondering, Okay, Trubisky's out the door, and maybe the coach and GM, who's going to be the quarterback next year? Uh, Nick Foles under contract, but um, a lot of teams are out there already kind of thinking, okay, quarterback carousel, we go coaches carousel. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be, it's always interesting uh, the very first Monday after the regular season ends. So, you know, tomorrow, um, people, you know, there's coaches gone. Um, and Gase is going to be uh, out the door again, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what we hear. Uh, I'm looking here, and two of the three um, reporters in the Tribune picked the Packers to win. Dan Weeder actually picks. He, I, I said this yesterday with uh, Mark Zander when I was on. Uh, Weeder has the Bears winning thirty twenty nine. He says uh, Cairo Santos Santos Cairo Santos walks it off, ushering the Bears into the playoffs thirty to twenty nine. So he's got it at uh, 59 well, points. Mason Crosby has a week like he's had oh a, a couple times this yeah. year. 
Yeah. If it comes down to the battle of the kickers, don't you don't you like the Bears' chances? You do. Yeah, there's no doubt. He's he's had a really rough year and a half, two years almost. Uh, Colleen Kane says the Packers, th- this number just scares you. Packers have rattled off five straight wins behind 15 touchdowns and one interception and a 127.9 passer rating from Aaron Rodgers. Well, this yeah. is my favorite tweet of the day, and Mark Pat- Potash you know, putting out there that we we talked about it last week. This is the since 1965 first time the Bears have put together four consecutive games scoring 30 or more points. The Packers, um, <laughs> the Packers, the first time they've done it since week four of this season. There you go. <laughs> 1965. Yeah. December 13th. Uh, yeah. Little, yeah. I know it's bizarre. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky talking about handling this one basically as a playoff game. I think um, in a game specifically like this, we we want to start fast, but I think to do that, you you got to have all your emotions in check. You just got to know what your job is and go out there and execute it and trust the guys next to you. But if your emotions aren't in check and you're too excited, then I think that's when um, maybe sometimes bad things can happen. So you just got to have your emotions in check, know what you got to do, go out there and do it, and continue to trust the work that we've put in and and the things we've done on the field the last couple weeks that we can continue to do them and keep progressing. So um, I think it'll be a little different. Obviously not having fans. We wish we could have them at Soldier Field, but um, we've been able to handle that all season long so i think just knowing what's at stake staying staying focused and staying in the moment is going to help us and we know we have to start fast and and be efficient all game long there are a lot of players that have mentioned that really once the game starts you don't miss the fans because you're you know too into what's going on and getting everything ready and all that kind of stuff and around from watching the games on tv we don't miss the fans because you know all the actions on the field um, it's bizarre. The people that do miss it, obviously, are the sixty-two, sixty-three thousand that would be in the stands for a Bears-Packers game. Yeah, I think maybe at the college level, it's much more noticeable because you have, you know, the the student sections, right. the band, everything else. Now, the bear rate siren never takes a week off, right? At Soldier Field, God, it should. I, I know. Mean, if I could, be, if I could break that thing, oh that, man. <laughs> and I don't well, know if I don't know if the new announcer. Um, well, he, there's no reason for him to say time out on the field, um, as Jim Reband said, and uh, which used to just drive me oh nuts. Oh my too. god! Uh, yeah, where else would it be, Jim? Um, <laughs> exactly. That said, even good. Though I thought a, I was the only grouchy old no, man. So no, yeah, no, I'm right there. I'm, I'm right <laughs> okay. there. I'm in the front seat with you on that car. Okay. Um, but but the bear rate siren, I don't mind it when it's it's for a touchdown or something significant. Yeah. You know, picking up. Third and one, you shouldn't have to hit the siren. Okay, you don't you know, think act so. Like been, act like you've been there before. You know, save it for special occasions, right? Yeah, not not you know. It's so. Anyway. Yeah, I know it, it, it's rather bizarre. I don't know. I mean, we 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 played this cut yesterday and and the other day too. But and I don't know if you've heard this. Um, Mitchell Trubisky talked the other day. We've heard we played some of his sound bites, but he also talked. And I don't know why SportsCenter picked this sound bite to play. It's kind of rare that they did, but I want to play the sound bite and then get Marcus Spears' reaction to it. Now his initial reaction is funny, and then after that he actually breaks it all down. But this is on SportsCenter just the other day uh, after Mitch Trubisky talked up at Hallis Hall. He just speaking. It's new on SportsCenter. Let's see what he had to say. <laughs> The difference has been our spirit, just our, our mindset, uh, our energy at practice, um, our desire to want to get better in practice and then have it 
come to life and execute on game day. So it's really the little things, just the the willingness to do do the small tasks uh, in between the work week, um, do the small tasks in between what is your job description on e- on each play, and just uh, guys looking out for w- one another and playing for the guy next to you, um, and, and just playing eleven as one. So it's it's really those little things that have made the difference. But I would I'll, I'll say overall, it's been our spirit, our mindset, and just um, guys the 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 will to win. All right, Mitchell Chudubisky there. Uh, Marcus, I got to ask you, what do you think? Do you think the quarterback and head coach stick around? Well, first of all, that was a boring ass uh, piece of sound. <laughs> Mitchell Trubisky, number one. Okay, so I'm going to play the rest because he just, he keeps going, and then they get on him for, for, for swearing because apparently his mother told him to stop swearing. So here he goes. He continues. Well, first of all, that was a boring ass uh, piece of sound. For Mitch Trubisky, number one. I don't know why. I had Your to mom said to stop cursing on television, Marcus. I'm holding you but, to that. Okay. Now, I think mama might be cursing that, too. I think okay. he's right. <laughs> yeah, y'all pray for me. But, but, but okay. yeah, this, is, this is what it boils down to, okay? Mitch Trubisky and Matt Nagy have bought themselves, I think, another year to prove it. Right. When you think about everything that's transpired this season from Mitch Trubisky to Nick Foles and now back to Trubisky, who's having success down the stretch of the season with an opportunity to get into the playoffs, then this is a part of that resume. This is a part of saying, okay, let's see where this guy can go next year. Let's see where Matt Nagy can go next year as far as continuing what this trend is. But I'm with Dan now. It gets very difficult if you go and beat Green Bay this weekend and get into the playoffs. Because now you've beat Aaron Rodgers, yeah. you've beat the number one seed, and you've beat a divisional opponent. That changes the entire conversation for this front office. But even if Mitch Trubisky loses in this effort but plays well, you still have to have that conversation. But I want to see more. I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm sure that upper management in Chicago wants to convince themselves that this is the guy, this is the coach. You want to be stable at that spot. I say give them another year or however you need to structure it for another prove-it situation and see if they can get this going early in the season and carry it throughout. And that'll answer a lot more questions that you need answered from this quarterback and head coach. I'm sorry, Mom. (laughs) Now, do you agree with him that they, I mean, I think we've talked about it and discussed it, but the way that that he's played uh, Trubisky, that he's bought himself another year along with Nagy. Well, look at it this way. If you're Ryan Pace and you're, you're allowed to, to make the decision moving forward because you're still the GM, yeah, you want to prove to the world you were right the first time, even though however long and whatever road it took to get here, you're doubling down on Mitch Trubisky, assuming he wants to come back. And obviously, as a free agent, he has plenty to say about that. Um, I said it a couple of weeks ago, and I said it earlier in the show, if the Bears brass are looking for reasons to stand up at the podium and saying, Everyone's back and no one's getting, you know, Ryan Pace is here. We love Matt Nagy. He kept the team together. No matter what happens today, they can do that with a straight face. And you could, you could be upset about it. You could debate it. But the chairman has enough there against bad defenses. Those numbers are pretty impressive, no matter. And he's just going to tell you about character. He loves talking about character. Ryan Pace loves talking about character. But I'm with Marcus Spears. I mean, I still need to see more, not just from Trubisky, but certainly from Ryan Pace and certainly from Matt Nagy. But I don't think anyone's job is on the line here today. And and so the only thing Mitch Trubisky didn't say, he said 11 is one and playing for the guy next to you and 
And he, he didn't say playing for the name in the front of the jersey instead of the back. But it's kind of damning or indicting, once again, that they the light bulb just went on to do all those little things he said. Yes, it is. Between your job description. Yeah. I mean, when they were 5-1 and one and Matt Nagy didn't want to hear anything negative about how they got to 5-1, and one, remember, oh, we're going to enjoy yeah. this and stop asking me. Did, did they think that they won something already because they had a 75, 80% chance to be in the playoffs with that start? And now you're here week 17. I mean, shame on everybody if they got fat and sassy and deluded themselves into thinking they were all that. And then the six-game losing streak hit them in the face. Sure, sure. Uh, 312-332-3776. We come back. Jason Wilde from ESPN uh, Wisconsin, ESPN Milwaukee, make that. He joined uh, the guys the other day talking about the Packers and how they approach this game. We'll hear some of his comments. We come back. We'll talk to you if you want to jump in. 312-332-3776. Also, I've got a piece of sound from uh, the Bears-Packer matchup on November 3rd, 1968. Now, I'm one of the few people that listening uh, right now that probably remembers that game uh, vaguely. And we'll hear that sound with the great uh, Jack Brickhouse on the call uh, when we come back in just a little bit. Hanley and Hubner, Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show here on ESPN 1000. We're heading to kickoff on the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show. Bears talk continues right after the game. Join us for the Bears postgame show with Jeff Meller and Howard Griffin. And Bears Monday begins at 7 a.m. with the new morning show, Cap and J Hood. This is ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Points Bet Sportsbook, the fast and easy way to bet. Download the Points Bet app. Do it now. And uh, I think I'm saving some of my money for the playoffs. I love um, I love Keep Wild Card Weekend. Dry. Yeah, I love Wild Card Weekend. Uh, I did make a couple of. I, I think I took Darnell Mooney to score because every time he, I don't take him, he scores. So I took him, and I'm hoping he can because he score this time. And then I think I took. Um, Sorry, Robert Tanyan to score two because I think that even if they play well, they're going to let the tight end get loose at least once. And um, Aaron Rodgers loves that guy. I think he's got nine touchdowns this year. He's got nine and I think uh, 17 for um, Devontae Adams. That's pretty good for just two guys. I'm guessing I've got him right here. Uh, Tanyan has 10, actually, and Devontae Adams with 17. So 27 of his 44 touchdowns were just those two guys. So. Well, and I had a good day going yesterday until my key game, uh, North Carolina against Texas A&M. Uh-huh. I was getting eight and a half. And uh, there was there's a horse at Gulfstream named Bad Beat Brian. And, uh, oh, was that named after you? Yeah, it might as well have been. I <laughs> uh, felt pretty good about that for most of the game. Uh-huh. Keyed it in parlays, you know, bet it straight. Yeah. And, yeah, I don't so bet. Good. I don't bet or watch a lot of college football. But the other day on uh, the the two, uh, you know, the 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 two games, I had Notre Dame getting twenty, not twenty seven. I had them getting twenty because I made the bet a couple of days before that, mm-hmm. and um, they scored that late touchdown, which covered that. <laughs> but then, of course, I had Clemson minus seven. Yeah, and by the way, speaking of college uh, college coaches, report today uh, follows up one a few weeks ago that Pat Fitzgerald will, in fact, entertain interviews for the NFL. And um, that, that's interesting. Uh, I'm sure a lot of Bears fans would hope that the Bears are in the market for a head coach if they don't win today. But I don't th- think that's the case, as we've been talking about. But yeah. it, it's a it's always tough for a college coach to make that transition to I think um, so. to the NFL. But 
I was talking to a good friend of mine who was a Notre Dame grad just yesterday. Uh-huh. And I said, hey, you know, does it bother you that your team gets close and every year and then when they actually get on the field for a playoff game, it doesn't look like the, they belong? And he defaulted to the, well, you know, we, we have academic standards, student hyphen athlete, and until the school university changes that, which he doesn't think they will, they're going to be, they won't get the, the superior athletes that Bama certainly had. Right. But it just seems to me that 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 is almost more frustrating than not getting there, Get, getting there and then having someone kick your rear end in the first half. And they, I know it's a two score game, but it sure didn't feel like it when you're no, watching it. Right? No, no, not at all. And um, yeah, it was it, it's the same thing with uh, remember it used to be Duke. Um, you know, how, how could Duke get good basketball players? But Northwestern couldn't. Um, right. You know, and they, they talked about their standards and that. But Northwestern this year having a nice, nice start to the Big Ten season. So we'll, we'll see if that can continue. Um, Jason Wildey from ESPN uh, Milwaukee joined uh, the guys the other day here on the Waddle and Sylvie show. I think Jeff Meller was doing the show, right? And um, they uh, Wildey was asked why this can be different than that first meeting, the forty-one twenty-five, which it was ne- not nearly that close. The Bears didn't have Akeem Hicks the last time these two teams played. The Packers were able to run the ball pretty effectively against them. I think that changes. I've been to too many games at Soldier Field over the years where, you know, you thought the Packers were the better team and they struggled. Sometimes they pulled it out, like in the 2013 regular season finale with Rodgers to Cobb. Other times, you know, I remember being there in 07 and the Packers were on their way to being the number two seed in the NFC. And it was the coldest game I've ever attended. The walk on the Waldron deck mm-hmm. at the stadium was brutal. And the Packers, Brett Favre looked like he didn't want to be there. So I don't think the Packers can take anything for granted against this Bears team. Yeah, and that's the one thing with Aaron Rodgers. I don't think they take much for granted. Wildy was also asked if Rodgers is trying to cement his MVP this week with playing against the Bears. I don't think that that's necessarily going to be the case. I mean, obviously Rodgers has an opportunity with Mahomes not playing for the Chiefs in their finale to make one last case in a game where, as you mentioned, both teams have something to play for. Now, both teams also have a backdoor way to get what they want, even if they lose, right? The Bears can still get in the playoffs if they lose. The Packers can still get the number one seed. But both teams genuinely have a reason to play to win. And, And in the Packers' case, I know, you know, that San Francisco Seattle game. Is going to be at the same time as Packers Bears, so it's not like they can do a ton of scoreboard watching and say, "Oh, now we can rest our guys." Yeah, and that's going to be the same case for the Bears too, because the Cardinals Rams game at the same time. So it's going to be fun, and there will be scoreboard watching for us watching at home as opposed to the players on the field. But uh, I think the first point he brought up with Akeem Hicks uh, actually being in this game should help the Bears slow down the running game a little bit. That would be nice because the Packers showed what they can do with their third string running back with Dylan last week against uh, the Titans. Yeah, it took two-thirds of the season for the Bears coaching staff, whether it's Bill Lazor convincing Matt Nagy and then Matt Nagy going along with the program to get to David Montgomery on a week-in, week-out basis. But up in Green Bay, it's just like plug-and-play, right? Yep. They just, they, it's, it's remarkable, but uh, I'm with J.D., and I think a lot of people, you better be running the ball early, and you better keep Aaron Rodgers on the sideline as much as you can, and hopefully uh, 
you know, David Montgomery behind the interior of that offensive line in particular can break some big runs and give you some decent field position. And as J.D. said, don't settle for field goals. Yeah. Because they'll, they'll burn you. Yeah. You've got to put the ball in the end zone to keep pace with Green Bay's offense. Now, um, I, I, had a, I had a cassette tape at home from the Bears and the Packers playing November 3rd, 1968. And for some reason, I'm having a hard time transferring it, but we were able to find the sound of what happened in this game. Now, there was a punt late in the contest, and the Bears fielded the punt and then used the rule that very few people know about where you can have a free kick, and it counts as three points. Here's Jack Brickhouse. Now, listen, the sound, the quality's not the best because, remember, it was 1968, and we didn't know what they were doing in radio back then. <laughs> uh, so here, 1968 Bears-Packers. Now, here, here's the story. The Bears are entitled to a free kick, a fair kick, signal four. Here's the rule. After a final clock, on the next play, you're entitled to a free kick for a field goal. Here's the book. Watch it. Here's the Okay, there was nothing better than Jack Brickhouse and Earl oh, Cups in it because Woo-hoo. later in the later on the tape I have at home, you know, at home, and I brought it here, and I just couldn't transfer it. It's great because they're going, "Well, we'll be talking about this game for years and years to come." And he he goes, "Irv, drinks are on you." Well, oh boy. the odds are, and unfortunately, we had the passing of Jack Rosenberger last week. Yeah. But um, yeah, drinks were on them probably through the first, second, and third quarters too. <laughs> I mean, I, I love the fact that Irv Cups in it was in the Bears booth. Yeah, with with Jack Burkhouse. Oh, it was awesome. It was great. It sounded awesome. I mean, as a kid growing up, that's what I was listening to. I was listening to Brickhouse because the home games were not on TV. If, if you were fortunate, there was a place in Cicero, um, Palace Bowl in. Cicero were for like five bucks. It had to be less than that back in, in, oh, yeah. in yeah, 64, 65, 66. For like a couple dollars, they'd give you a, 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 an Italian beef sandwich and a soda, and you could watch the game because they had a monster antenna. They could pick up the Rockford station. So you could get the Bears games when they were played at, at home uh, because they would never show those games at home. Remember back in the day, one of the other stations on, on GN, Wally Phillips, used to buy the tickets on Friday, Thursday afternoon before one. So, so the they game, would lift the blackout. Right, yeah. so they would lift blackouts a little bit later on uh, because it was blackouts if the games weren't sold out. And um, it's amazing. Do you have any Ronald Reagan doing Cubs games off the ticker tape? I don't. I don't. No. But uh, yeah, I should I should try and track some of that down from WHO in Iowa, right? Yeah. <laughs> I believe so. Yeah, so we can get some of that, too. We come back. We'll see how our uh, polls did and how people responded to our polls for today's game, the Bears and the Packers. Also, we'll make some bold predictions. I Basically, I think a Bears victory would be a bold prediction as we're standing, sitting here in Week 17. But we'll see if we can come up with a couple. You, me, and Tyler Rocky, our producer. We come back right here on the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show on ESPN 1000. We're heading to kickoff on the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Bet Sportsbook, the fast and easy way to bet on the sports you care about. Download the Points Bet app now to get $100 in free bets when you deposit $20 with code ESPN. Hanley and Hubner here on ESPN 1000. And Brian, I'm, I must be an idiot or something. I'm looking here, and I pretty much thought that Tampa had the fifth spot wrapped up. Tom Brady just threw another touchdown, I think. Um, he's in, in, there's like three minutes to go in the game. Did, did he need to be playing? I, I don't believe that to be true. Yeah. Uh, 
but he's Tom Brady, and uh, you know, he's, yeah, they're in the red it. zone again. Yeah, yeah, so. they just scored. Yeah, okay. so they just got, they were the wild card. Right now, I'm looking at the playoff picture. They were fifth with a ten and five record. Um, I would think they were better than the Rams because if the Rams lose, I mean, even if the Rams were ten and six, I don't think they jumped the Bucks. Hmm. But anyway, it's just surprising to me. Well, you, plus with Mike Evans going down early in the game, like yeah, in the first quarter. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa! Right, get the franchise quarterback out. You know, the Hall of Famer. Yeah, why would you, why would you want to pull out the guy that's like you know near near AARP age? Well, maybe again, certain guys. Aaron Rodgers says I'm not coming out. Tom Brady yeah. says I'm not coming out. Who's going to make him come out? Yeah, we probably should have looked at this be, at all these games before and bet the over in all of them. Right oh, now, my. the Bucks, the Bucks and Falcons are at uh, seventy four. Giants, Cowboys, thirty nine. Patriots and Jets are at forty two. Vikings, Lions. I don't even know if I can count this high. Um, sixty, seventy, what seventy six, sixty six, something. Like that. And the Browns and Steelers are at forty. So I mean, there's a lot of games that went over. We'll see. What, I don't know if, if do you want to see- revert. Yeah, to revert to the mean and late games, you're yeah. going to get six to three and. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the other thing is, yeah, do the Bears, if you're a Bears fan, do you want a high scoring game? I don't know. I I wouldn't think you'd want a super high scoring game, but the over under is 48 and a half. And we heard earlier that, what is it, 80% uh, was betting on the over. Yeah. 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 So we had a couple of sports polls, some uh, football polls out there for the fans to vote on. And uh, Tyler Rocky is going to let us know how they went. All right, so we start with this one. What will be the result of today for the Bears? Will it be the sixth seed, seventh seed, some pink slips being handed out, or missed playoffs and no firings? Right now, hefty majority are saying a missed playoff berth for the Bears and no firings. Oh, my. That's followed up. So that's getting 51% of the vote. Okay. About 24% say they'll get the seventh seed. 15% say that there will be firings after the season, and 10% saying that they'll be the sixth seed. Okay, and Brian, I think one of the reasons is a lot of fans may not have known that the 6 seed was even a possibility. Um, but if the Bears win and the Cardinals win and beat the Rams, then the Bears will get the 6 seed. Um, a Bears win and the Rams win, Bears get 7 seed. Uh, Bears lose, Rams win, Bears are 7 seed. And if the Bears lose and the Cardinals win, the Bears are eliminated. Right. So and, and no firings, according to our respondents. <laughs> right, 51%, right? Yeah. So. Um, and what was the next one? Next one we had was if the Bears win this game against the Packers, it will be because of Mitch and the offense or the defense. And believe it or not, Mitch and the offense carrying the way here at 53.5%. And that's what JD said, too. That surprised me a little bit, Brian. Yeah, I, I would respectfully disagree and say the defense better bring it and bring it from start to finish today. Um, because no matter how efficient this offense has been, and even if they continue today, it could be a track meet if your defense allows Aaron Rodgers to do what he does with Devontae Adams. So. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd hate to see that. And uh, he has so many different weapons. I mean, Lazard and you know, Brown and his you know, Tunyon, and then they got another tight end. I don't even know who he is, but you know, he he'll find him, and he doesn't mind throwing to his running backs. Um, it's just been when you watch him play, you realize the way football can be played. When you watch him and Mahomes play, you realize that. Uh, Boy, it looks that's too awesome. damn easy. Doesn't it? It just looks too damn yeah. easy. It looks like practice. It looks like a scrimmage when he's playing against some guy. He rarely gets hit. 
the one thing the Bears have been able to do over the years, usually, except for maybe this for the previous game, is put some pressure on him. And we've seen injuries. We've seen him taken down and have to leave games and stuff like that. Um, I'm not necessarily asking for that, but, you know, we you wouldn't mind seeing it. No. As long as Charlie he's, Horse. Yeah, something. as long as he's ready for the playoffs, yeah. you know, you yeah. don't want to. Don't want to completely, you know, be you know decimate them. Um, okay, what was the last one? Last Tyler. one we had here. So Ian Rappaport came out earlier today saying that Matt Nagy is reportedly safe and also has quote become more involved in play calling recently. If all of this is true, that news is good, bad, or so bears. And right now, so bears leading the way at sixty five percent. Bad at 23.5% and good at 11%. Yeah, so bad. I can understand that. Um, so bears. Yeah, so bears. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. George Kittle say that? So bears. No, no. George so Kittle, bears. he had his own stuff. Yeah. I all the bears. Um, there's uh, someone, CBS uh, Sports. Uh, reported this the other day, or earlier in the week, and I was going to run it on one of my shows because I've been here like as of today is like ten of twelve days during this holiday run. Don't forget, everybody's back tomorrow. Cap and Jay Hood, Carmen and Yurko, Waddle and Sylvie, um, Black and Abdallah, they'll all be back here talking about the Bears in the playoffs or the Bears not making the playoffs and coaching changes and that. But someone, CBS posted, who says Josh Allen isn't an MVP? More passing yards than Aaron Rodgers. Now, this was earlier in the week. More mm-hmm. touched, more total touchdowns than Patrick Mahomes. More completions than Rodgers. And a higher completion percentage than Mahomes. And I know he had three touchdown passes earlier in the day. I haven't checked on what he's had of late. But um, pretty good for a kid that, um, you know, a lot of people question coming out from a smaller school and things like that. And, well, not uh, only that, I mean, and Aaron Rodgers uh, doing it against division teams six games out of the year, right? Yep, so yep. Um, it, it, I'd like to know if you took the opposing team's cumulative record for – Green Bay and Buffalo, um, who who played the tougher competition when it was all said and done. Sure, sure. And um, it, the, the interesting part about these games, I talk about how high scoring they are, but some of the big games, like I know Giants and Cowboys, we say it's a, it's a big game, but it's a four point game right now with you know six minutes to go. The um, uh, the Steelers are making the Browns sweat. Because I think the Browns have an eight-point lead, and Pittsburgh lays inside the five a minute ago. So there's some interesting games as it comes down to to uh, the finish of these games. And then three twenty-five, we'll we'll have the interesting Bears-Packers game. Um, the um, bold predictions. Um, I'll just give you. I I, I did it yet. Said it yesterday. Uh, Dan Weederer said it, but I think it's going to be Cairo Santos with a, a last-second field goal and the Bears getting a win and going to the postseason. That's a bold statement. It's not I'm so good. bold because he's been kicking so damn well this year. But oh, I know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you got to find a way to pay him. Um, <laughs> yeah. Are you in the territory yet where you almost want him to miss one at this point just to get it out in case they do go to the playoffs? Kind of like in college, in college basketball, they say it's always good it's to always lose good to a lose game. One. Yeah. 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 No, I, I, don't no, want him, no. I don't ever want to see him miss. <laughs> I, uh, here's, here's one I'm out of my mind today, so why not? Mitch Trubisky will have a higher passer rating than Aaron Rodgers today. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. That could I, don't know what that tra- I don't know what that translates into. Uh, maybe a conservative game plan for the Bears, but um, you know, no interceptions in the end zone right before halftime. Okay, Mitch, thank you. Yeah, that would not be good. 
What do you uh, got, Tyler? I've got, in, in this one, we haven't seen an Eddie Jackson interception all season long. We've seen a couple taken away, but we have not seen a, an Eddie Jackson pick. So I'm going to say that Eddie Jackson will get his first interception of the year. Wow, that's bold! I would vote, I, I would I would say he'd have a better chance of getting an interception than he does of making a couple tackles. Because I just, I'm still, and it's funny too, because I've, I've heard other people, and I've heard Sylvie going at him, and I've heard fans go, and it's, it's you know, two years ago, obviously when they were get, turning the ball over and everything else, it was all great. But since then, we've not gotten the Eddie Jackson that we thought we were getting. Um, you know, and he's got it in him. He's shown it. I, I, I just don't know why it's not there each and every week. So, weird. Very weird. <laughs> By the way, uh, the, uh, the the Steelers did score, but did they miss the two point conversion? Oh, so the Browns are holding on to a two point lead with a minute twenty three to go. Good so, Lord. if you're a Cleveland Browns fan, help. Yeah, I mean, well, and, you know, and it's funny too because like uh, Smith Schuster scored the, uh, the 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 latest touchdown. So even though some of these guys might not have played early near the end, they were trying to trying to get the victory just to stick it to Cleveland. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's not a, over yet though. No, Pittsburgh's got no. all three timeouts still. Yeah, it's a fun final week seventeen. Hopefully, it's a lot of fun for us. Don't forget Meller and Howard Griffith, Jeff Meller and Howard Griffith. They'll break it down for you when the game is over. Uh, one way or another, Brian, I'm working with you next week on Sunday or Saturday or whoever, whenever the thing. But you have the hockey show coming back next Saturday with Pat Boyle. Um, we will definitely talk again soon. Okay. Okay, take care, guys. Sounds good. Brian Hanley, Fred Hubner, thanks for listening. Thanks to Tyler Rocky for all of his help. Go Bears. You're listening to ESPN 1000.